Our first president, George Washington, said, It is impossible to rightly govern a nation without God and the Bible. John Adams, our second president, told King George during the Revolutionary War, We recognize no sovereign but God, and no king but Jesus. President Ronald Reagan said, If we ever forget that we are one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. If you love America and believe in God of the Bible, then you've landed at the right place. Welcome home to a God-fearing, red, white, and blue USA Proud podcast. This is America Resurrected with your host, Kevin Alexander. Hello, it's Kevin Alexander at America Resurrected, and thank you for joining us today for our podcast. You have landed at a spot. If you love America and you believe in God of the Bible and you love our Christian heritage that we were founded on biblical principles, you have landed at a spot perfect for you, and we call that spot America Resurrected. Thanks again for joining us today. You're going to find that America resurrected, though the world has bought into political correctness and a feel-good generation, that we oftentimes say when we meet at America Resurrected, political correctness is left at the door and it is not allowed in the meeting room. You can say amen right there. We're about the truth. At America Resurrected, we take the Word of God, the Bible, which is true and cannot be changed. It was true yesterday. It's true today. It's going to be true tomorrow. And we take the truth of what's going on in our society today with our government agencies and and the world we live in, and we combine the two. We marry the two together, much like they did back in the days of our founding fathers when the preachers would preach the word of God and then they would tell their congregations instruct their congregations how to go out and change the world and fight against evil stand for righteousness stand for liberty and freedom but you can only do that if you know the truth of what's going on and you're not being lied to about things that's going on in the world today that's why the term fake news came out because much of the news that comes out today is fake it's not even true and people are buying those lies. So we hope you enjoy our podcast today at America Resurrected. You can always join us and link up with us on our Facebook page and like us there. You get all of our updates. You get all of our new videos we put on. And then you obviously will get all the podcast recordings that we put out. America Resurrected was founded on the premise of uh, we live in a society today where not everybody's told the truth and the only way you can make good decisions in your life is to know what really is going on and the church really if you understand american history is responsible for leading that what leading that cause blazing that trail you may say when america is going great the church house is on fire for the Lord and experiencing revival. When the church house is cold and dead and there's no God in the building, there's a bunch of men and women there, but there's no God in the building, 
then you will see that families go cold and dead. And when families go cold and dead, oftentimes the spirit of America, society, the morality that we have, the character that our country was built upon, it goes dead. And that's where we've been for the last several decades. But I believe with all my heart that one of the reasons America has fallen spiritually and morally is because the world has lied to us. The world has lied to you and I. And as I mentioned earlier, at America Resurrected, there is no political correctness. Our goal is not to be mean to people. Our goal is to love people. But our truth in America Resurrected, our, our, our definition of love in America Resurrected is, when I love you, I tell you the truth. My best friends in the whole world are the ones that when I ask them a question, they give me an honest answer, not the answer I want to hear. Not only do they give me an honest answer, they back it up with a biblical scripture, a biblical principle, a biblical truth to back up their honest answer. I just recently lost one of my best friends in the whole world that God had put he and I together 16 years ago. And I talked to him the day before he passed on to heaven. And I said, Bill, one of the great things I've always loved about you is I know I can always call you and ask a question and you will tell me the truth. You won't tell me what I want to hear. You won't tell me what you think I need to hear. You will tell me the truth. And beyond the truth, beyond the truth, you take it to the next level. And you back it up with it from the Bible. It's not your opinion, Bill. It's not what you think is right. It's not what you think is wrong. It's what the Bible says. And I'm here to tell you today, my friend, if you can get a couple friends, you ain't going to find many, but if you can get a couple friends in this world that will, number one, tell you the truth, and number two, back it up with the Bible, you better hang on to those friends with gorilla tape or gorilla glue and not let them go anywhere. Because most of this world is lying to us. We're lying to our children and grandchildren. I call it the t-shirt trophy generation. You know what I'm talking about. Youth sports today, recreation sports today. You could be 10 wins and 0 losses or 0 losses and 10 wins. And you could get a trophy and a t-shirt. They pat you on the back and they make you feel good about yourself. It's a t-shirt, trophy, feel-good generation. I don't know about you, but when I grew up in the 80s and I got a trophy for baseball or basketball or football, on that trophy it says nine-year-old baseball division champion, record 8-0, record 9-0, record 10-0. I don't have one trophy sitting in my box down in my basement that says Kevin Alexander, Recreation Baseball, nine-year-old participation award. I don't have a certificate down in my basement saying participation certificate. But see, we live in a trophy t-shirt, feel-good generation, where we want every boy and girl to feel good about what they've done. And nobody ever wins and loses. That would demean somebody's feelings or their self-worth or their motivation. 
Now I've coached Little League Baseball and I've coached Little League Basketball from five years old up to high school. I understand as you get higher and higher, the competition, the competitiveness, the level of the desire to want to win gets higher and higher. I understand that. I'm not saying six-year-old boys ought to play at the same competitive level as high school kids. I played basketball in college where it gets even higher. But what I'm saying is we have to teach boys and girls in today's world that there are winners and there are losers when you play a game. I don't know about you, but back when I was growing up, most of the time I didn't have to have a scoreboard to let me know if I was winning or losing. If we were playing a basketball game and we were just smacking the other team and smoking them, we were making every shot we shoot and they couldn't throw it in the ocean if they were sitting on a boat. I knew we were winning the game. The scoreboard only confirmed what I already knew. I also knew if we were getting smoked or smacked ourselves. I remember playing a game when I was growing up. It was in 7th or 8th grade. We were playing a summer league team. We went down to North Carolina, and a team beat us 81-19. to I'm here to tell you, my friend, I didn't need my mama. I didn't need my daddy. I didn't need my coach to come up after the game and say, that's okay, Kevin. You didn't lose. No, I got smoked that day. I know I got my brains beat in. It didn't feel good. You could have gave me a t-shirt. You could have gave me a certificate. You could have gave me a trophy that day. And I would have still felt horrible because we lost. And the truth of the matter is, what I learned that day is I had to go home and work harder. See, when we tell people they don't win and we tell people they don't lose, we think they're okay the way they are. And what we're doing, my friend, is entertaining them. We're making them feel good. We're rubbing their back as they're headed to a devil's hell for all eternity. Because my Bible says one day there is going to be Jesus, the judge, and the Bible says he will judge righteously. Now watch this. In his righteousness... Not in my righteousness, not in your righteousness, not in the university's righteousness, not in the federal government's righteousness, but in his righteousness he's going to judge. And on that day of judgment, there are going to be winners and losers. The winners will make it into heaven. The losers will not make it into heaven. They will go to a place the Bible calls hell for all eternity. Now how do you win? How do you lose? The only way you win is to accept Jesus Christ, repent of your sins, and accept him as your personal Savior. But see, what we're teaching young people today is there are no winners and losers. We're teaching young people today if student A gets a, a C on their test and another student gets an A, why don't we give them both a B and that way they both feel good about it. That's not fair to the student that made an A who may have worked harder. I remember when I was in college, one of the classes I really struggled with was advanced accounting. And there was a there was another fellow in my class. He actually played basketball with me on our team, and, and he was in our accounting class. And he was one of the smartest guys I've ever met in my life. He was like a walking genius. 
And I remember that night before our advanced accounting exam, I was sweating. I was struggling. I was going through all kinds of t-shirts. They were wringing wet. I didn't know what I was going to do the next day. I had no hope. I was praying and I didn't hear Jesus saying, I'm going to get you an A. I didn't know what was going to happen the next day. I was just hoping to somehow pass the test. And I went down the hall to my buddy when I was taking a study break and checked on him and see how he was doing it. He was kicked back, drink, drinking a Coca-Cola, watching TV. And I said, Greg, we got the hardest exam of the year tomorrow. Are you not worried? Are you not studying? And he said, Kev, I got this under control. I'm not worried one bit. I said, good night, what in the world is going on? How dumb am I? I went back to my room. I started praying. I started putting my head back in the accounting book. I started sweating some more. We wake up the next morning. We go to class. I look over there. My buddy's just stroking his pencil, writing down all the answers. I'm over there looking up under the desk, looking up under the chair seeing if I can find an answer that somebody had written from years past. I think after that exam was done, my buddy got like a 99 on it, and I got like a C- minus probably. But you know what the truth of the matter is? In that subject, he's smarter than I am. And that's okay. God gives us all gifts. I got to find my gift, you got to find your gift, and then use that gift for the glory of God. But for the professor to come to me and say, Kevin, that's okay. You didn't do that bad. I'm going to give you a B and I'm going to give your buddy a B and everybody's happy. That wouldn't have been fair to my buddy who knew the answers and that wouldn't have been telling me the truth. You're listening to America Resurrected with Kevin Alexander. Thank you for joining us today. You've landed at a spot where a group of people meet that love the Bible and they love America. We're God-fearing, Bible-believing, conservative Americans with common sense, with common sense. We're about telling people the truth. I can give you a T-shirt and a trophy and make you feel good about yourself, but if you lost 80 to 19, by goodness, you know you lost. Our society and our world continues to lie to people about what's going on. Our federal government lies to us. Our state government lies to us. Our local local government lies to us. Many of the liberal and ungodly people in our nation want you to believe the bigger the government is, the more government programs we got, the better off you'll be. That's not true. You can look all across America, the cities that are run by liberal, ungodly people with the biggest taxes, the largest tax rates, the most federal programs, the most state programs, the most social programs, the most local programs that are run by the government. The people live in suppression and the people live in bondage and their life is no better now than it was years ago. Those are just facts that we can be that can be backed up fairly easy. Socialism is a lie. Socialism is a lie from the devil. It's a lie that the world's teaching us that the federal government can take control of programs and they can redistribute the wealth better than we individuals can in America. America was founded on freedom and liberty, not just religious freedom, but economic freedom. 
Our founders didn't want to be in bondage from the government. My friend, that's why they left England to start with. You got to understand that. Ronald Reagan, one of the greatest presidents we've ever had in the United States of America. And many people loved him. Not just myself, probably not just you, but in 1984, out of the 50 states, he won 49 of them. Walter Mondale was able to squeak out his own home state of Minnesota. That a boy, Walter. Way to bring home the Minnesota state victory. Ronald Reagan won 49 states to one. It'd be incomprehensible for a conservative Republican to win California and New York in today's world, but Ronald did it in 1984. One of Ronald Reagan's great quotes, and boy, he had a lot of them, was when somebody walks up to you and says, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. He said those are some of the scariest words in the English language. Another great president once said this. He said a government that's big enough to give you everything you have is big enough to take everything you have. A government that's big enough to give you everything you want and everything you desire and everything you think you need. If the government can give you all that, then that same government is big enough to take everything you have. See, America is founded on the people. We the people of the United States of America. Not we the government, not we the politicians, not we the senators, not we the congressmen and women, not we the president, we the people. Because the people know best. And the people that know best are the Bible-believing Christians who know the truth. The truth that one day we will stand before a righteous judge. That there won't be no t-shirt certificate given out, but just because you tried, just because you gave your best effort. Sometimes my best effort ain't good enough. I got to go back and work harder. My daddy used to always tell me growing up as I'd practice basketball every day, he said, son, don't ever forget somebody down the street, somebody down the road, somebody in the city next to us, somebody in the state beside of us. They're working harder than you are, and they're getting better than you are. He wasn't saying that to be mean to me. He was using that to motivate me to continue working. I coached some high school basketball. I've coached little league basketball. One thing I always try to tell my teams is you're going to get honesty from Coach Alexander. You may not always like what you hear, but you're going to get honesty, and I'm going to love you, and I'm going to defend you as much as anybody else. But I'm always going to be truthful with you. What do we got if we can't tell each other the truth? What do we got if we lie to each other? What do we got if we tell the kids for 12 years going through school that they're a winner, they're smart, they're doing great, because we're building up their self-esteem. You know what builds up somebody's self-esteem? Achievement. Achievement builds up somebody's self-esteem. Self-worth, working hard. That's why the Bible says you ought to work to make a living. Somebody that doesn't provide for their family is worth than an infidel. So somebody that sits around that is able to work, I'm not talking about the people that's not able to work, but the people that are able to work that won't work because they want to get a government check. The Bible says they're worse than infidels, which are non-believers. 
See, it was never the American dream to wake up on the first of the month, walk down to the mailbox. Heck, we've gotten so lazy nowadays, we don't even have to walk to the mailbox. They'll put the check straight in your checking account, and you don't get your rear end off the couch. That ain't how America was founded, my friend. America was founded by hardworking men and women who wanted a better life for themselves. And never forget, a government that's big enough to give you everything you want is big enough to take everything you have. And that ain't the America I grew up in, and that's not the America I want for my children and grandchildren. I want my children and grandchildren to make it on hard work, taking care of your neighbor, doing what's right in the Lord's eyes. That's what we're about at America Resurrected. And I want to give you one last thing that the world has lied to us about. And at the end of the day, this is the most important lie that's being spread through all the world. It's headed up by the father of lies who's the devil. The world has lied to us about eternal life. It has taught us that many ways can get you to heaven. That many denominations can get you to heaven. That many religions can get you to heaven. That's a lie from the devil. Jesus said in John 14, 6, For I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man can come to the devil but by me. It don't matter your race. It don't matter your color. It don't matter your nationality. It don't matter your religion. It don't matter your denomination. It don't matter your position in the church. It don't matter how much money you gave to a charity. It don't matter how much money you gave the preacher, the priest, the pope. It don't matter how many Sundays you've been in church in a row. My friend, there is only one way to heaven. And that's through the blood of Jesus Christ. That's through the repentance of my sin. I'll put it as simple as I can put it. Heaven is a perfect place that has no sin. It has no sickness. It has no bad things. I'm a sinner because I've disobeyed God in my life. As a sinner, my sin is not allowed into a perfect place called heaven. So the only way I can join heaven, the only way I can get a ticket to get into the gates of heaven. Just like I got to have a ticket to get into a baseball game. I got to have a ticket to get into heaven. We're the only ticket that's available to get into heaven. Is if I repent of my sin. And I ask Jesus Christ to save my soul. And live in my heart. And every day I live I try to become less like Kevin. And more like Jesus. My friend, America will be great again. America will be the superpower again. When the church leads the revival, when the church allows God back in the building, that's a lie the world's also told the church. If you don't let the Holy Spirit in the church service, I'll let you stay open. My friend, the church led America's revolution in the 1700s. The preachers led the revolution in the 1700s. We need some men of God one more time, one more generation, one more day to stand up 
and boldly not just proclaim the truth of the Bible, but proclaim what's going on in our society, the hypocrisy that's going on in our government agencies, the liberals that are trying to overtake our nation and take our freedoms and take our liberties. It's time, my friend, we stand against that. It's time you and I join in America Resurrected and do what's right in the eyes of the Lord and fight for our freedoms and our liberties and spread the truth of what's going on. Would you join us today at America Resurrected and help us out? Would you get involved in your local, state, and national politics? Would you, would you, would you allow God back in the church service? Join us on Facebook at America Resurrected. We've loved having you listening to this podcast today. I pray it's been a blessing to you. If it has been, share it with your friends and let's spread the word. Uh, God bless America. God bless the United States. May God bless you and your family and make America the best nation it ever has been before. Our best days are ahead of us if we trust in the Lord and rely on his wisdom and understanding. In Jesus' name, we love you. We're praying for you. God bless you and God bless the United States of America. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Please, join America Resurrected in praying America will return to its Christian heritage and become a God-fearing nation again. God bless you, and God bless America.